0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1510, Why Kissing Frogs Isn't As Gross As It Sounds, by T.K. Coleman of tkcoleman.com. And I'm Justin Mollock, the guy who's been reading articles, book excerpts, even student essays to you every day, including holidays for over four years, covering personal development or self-help, how to live a better life, and a lot more. It's always with permission from the authors or websites, just hit the subscribe button in your podcast app to get new episodes for free every day. Today's post being from T.K. Coleman, a great writer. So let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Why kissing frogs isn't as gross as it sounds by T.K. Coleman of tkcoleman.com. Waiting for your life to improve before you choose to be happy would be like the princess waiting for the frog to turn into a prince before she kissed it. I'll really live life once it becomes lovable, we think but you have to love your life until it becomes livable. Of all exercises, waiting on happiness seems to be the most futile. The very act of waiting on happiness increases the odds that it will never come, for it perpetuates the illusion that happiness is rooted in something other than our own choosing. If we are lucky enough to find something or someone to make us happy, our moment of satisfaction is quickly replaced by yearning for more. As a way out of this emotional rat race, many wise teachers have advised us to be content. In a recent post, I offered my two cents on the power of contentment. Today, I'd like to revisit that topic with the hope of adding clarity to the original discussion. I hope you enjoy. Contentment and creativity. Life gives us two options. Number one, you can be happy after you get the things you want. Number two, you can be happy while you pursue the things you want. For most of my life, I was afraid of approach number two. I've always relied on using approach number one as a motivational tool. Deliberately depriving myself of happiness as a way of motivating myself to work harder was my modus operandi. Punishing myself with misery and self-loathing for failure of any kind was my surefire way of keeping myself from being content with a second-rate lifestyle. I've always cringed at the phrase, be content. I didn't want to settle for less. I wanted to live my life to the fullest. In Kiss the Frog, Creating Happiness Through the Power of Appreciation, I wrote, quote, Unhappiness is like an abusive lover that we're afraid to leave because we don't believe in our ability to get through life successfully without having him in our lives. We're afraid to love our lives as they are because we fear being stuck with an unwanted condition. If we allow ourselves to be happy now, even though we have some things going on that we don't like, we fear we might become complacent. I lived every day with this kind of fear until I realized the following. Joy is a creative force. The happier you are, the more spiritual power you have, end quote. I was recently meditating on a verse in the Book of Psalms where it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Strength refers to power, life force, or energy. Scientifically, it is defined as the capacity to produce an effect. The psalmist is implicitly stating that his ability to accomplish goals, materialize visions, and manifest desires is inseparable from his connection to joy. This is the total opposite of the conventional motivate-yourself-with-unhappiness strategy. Feeling good is the path of least resistance. When you look at happiness as a causative element, you begin to see that there are two reasons to feel good. One, being happy feels better than being unhappy, and two, being happy puts you into a mental and spiritual state that makes it far more likely that you will succeed in creating the results that matter most to you. I've had people ask me questions like, yeah, but what if I don't have any money? My response is, if you only had two choices, does it feel better to be A, broke and unhappy, or B, broke and happy. Everyone always chooses B, but there's usually a modicum of hesitancy. Why? The fear of getting stuck. Choosing B seems like being okay with not having money. That's precisely why it is so important to think about happiness as a causative force and not merely an emotional sensation. Kissing the frog isn't about being happy with the stuff you don't like. It's about being happy and not letting the stuff you don't like rob you of your right to continue being happy. You don't have to force the force. You should never force yourself to feel happy about what you hate. If your definition of contentment means being happy with anything less than what you were created for, then I encourage you to throw that understanding of contentment right out the window. True contentment is about adjusting your focus so your attention is not oriented around what you hate. When you focus on what you love, you always feel good. When you shift your attention away from what you do not want towards what you do want, you feel better. The better you feel, the more control you possess over the things you really are able to control. Esther Hicks says it this way, quote, the fastest route to where you want to be is found by making peace with where you are, end quote. Feel the difference between I want that because this stinks versus I want that because the thought of that feels good to me. When we can love what we want without condemning where we are, it becomes fun to dream, and that's when the magic really happens. I see royalty in your future. In fact, it's standing in front of you right now, a prince disguised as a frog, a beautiful life masquerading as a mediocre one. Go ahead and show yourself and your life a little love right now. Watch and see what happens. Then let me know how it goes. You just listened to the post titled Why Kissing Frogs Isn't As Gross As It Sounds by T.K. Coleman of tkcoleman.com. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com slash old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. Big thanks to TK for letting me share his work. He has a podcast called Office Hours that he hosts with Isaac Morehouse, another great author that I narrate here. They answer work and life-related questions. And we have another show called Optimal Living Advice where we take your life questions and answer those. Definitely some good podcasts to check out. But that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening and being here and for subscribing to the show. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.